Rewind it back to the days of chillaxing on the beach and all-day fun with Spring Break on DraftKings Casino. Play exclusive games like Fan Fave Rocket. The excitement is endless, the vibes are right, and the cash prizes could be huge. New players, start playing with just 5 bucks and get 100 back instantly in casino credits. Download the app and use code RTFP to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a Monster Monday presented by DraftKings that we are once again recording on a Sunday night. How about the timing, by the way? This would be like the first podcast out there after the Tom Brady news. By the way, full disclosure, we're recording at 8.30 p.m. Eastern time. I just got done putting my daughters to bed 10 minutes ago and just looked at my phone after that. I had a million text messages and notifications, whatever. So I just saw the Tom Brady news. This is nuts. However, we're going to talk with Jenny Rentis from the New York Times in a little bit. She is fantastic, and there's nobody, and I mean this in all sincerity, nobody who knows more or has done more work on Deshaun Watson, which was the huge news and the biggest news until 10 minutes ago. But the Brady thing is the Brady. He's back. Okay, he's back. There's still a lot to talk about with Deshaun Watson that I need to learn about. We'll get to that momentarily. It's a new week, which means we'll have a new Spread the Word winner at Ross Tucker NFL, at Ross Tucker Pod. Just retweet, Facebook share, Instagram like, whatever. Sponsor confirmation email winner, BetterHelp, LinkedIn, Income, any of the sponsors you see on the sponsor tab over at RossTucker.com. Really easy contest. Take advantage of it. Email me, Ross at RossTucker.com. I guarantee to read and respond to your question on the show, and you'll get one of these awesome press passes, including... What I thought was going to be the press pass from Tom Brady's last game ever. I thought it was cool that I called his last game ever. Evidently, that's not the case. But I'm glad because I was teammates with him. The longer he plays, the longer my daughters think I'm cool because they can tell everybody at school. So I'm glad he's back. And then the YouTube shout out, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Just subscribe, comment, the whole deal. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. All right, so we're going to dive right into it with Jenny because she does such an awesome job. I just introed her a minute ago, but check her out on social media, at Jenny Vrentis. I think most of you know uh, Jenny. You know how to spell her last name, but just in case, J-E-N-N-Y-V-R-E-N-T-A-S. That way, 
You can check her out on social media. I mean, I think you came on almost a year ago, Jenny, to discuss uh, the story you had done about Deshaun Watson talking with a bunch of the accusers. Um, I guess that's the right term, right? I mean, yeah. I, I just as I say that, I'm like, the accusers, are they, do you call them victims, accusers, alleged victims? Like, I didn't even think about the right then, Jenny. Like, what is the right term? You could say accusers. You could say survivors. Um, there's a couple different ways to go. The women coming forward, though, you know, two dozen women coming forward is with accounts of sexual misconduct is kind of what I've been trying to say. It's so interesting, though, isn't it? Because if you say um, survivors, there's like almost like a presumption of guilt there on Deshaun Watson's part. If you say accusers, it's almost like there's like a presumption that it didn't happen. I, I don't like either one of those terms. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think sometimes terms are hard because you're putting a lot into one word when there are complicated stories, complicated circumstances. You know, in reporting this story for, as you said, almost exactly a year now, sort of the guiding principle has been just to find out as many facts put those facts out into the public after they've been vetted um, and you know, just try to share as much confirmed and corroborated information as we could. Well, you've done an unbelievable job with it because I read what you wrote last year. I read the firsthand accounts from the women uh, anonymously. I thought that was eye-opening to say the least. And I would also say that this kind of brings me back to why you're on and with, with the ruling Friday afternoon. It is remarkable. It's, I guess, Jenny, it's just the society we live in. It's remarkable how many people make judgments or have strong opinions who never read your story. You know, they, yeah. they've never read any of the first-hand account, accounts by these women. They really are. It's, it's the number one problem, I feel like, in our whole society is people making decisions or passing judgment with limited information. Well, thanks for saying that, Ross. I really appreciate it. Um, I do think uh, when I was previously at Sports Illustrated and now at the New York Times, I, I do think we have sought to give a complete picture of the story to uncover as much information as we can. We started out doing that without any kind of you know, reliance on the lawyers on both sides. We talked directly to the women. I mean, there are, of course, times in which you reach out to the lawyers for comments. You ask the lawyers if something is going on. But I think what really distinguished the reporting that I did at Sports Illustrated with my former editor, Gary Gramling, and I'm trying to continue to do at the New York Times is talking directly to the women, hearing the accounts, and also looking for corroborating information. Uh, a lot of the proceedings, you know, for instance, the grand jury proceedings were behind closed doors. And so you don't know exactly what goes on, although you try to figure out as much as you can. Um, but if we're going to talk about Deshaun Watson, the allegations against him, I wanted to make an effort to hear from both sides. And I think that has been sort of lost a lot in the dialogue. Um, there have been a lot of uh, conversations that leave out a lot of the information. So I'm glad that you have, are giving me an opportunity to join your show. Thank you. Sure. So Friday, there was a big ruling mm -hmm. Um, what exactly was it? What exactly does it mean? And maybe just as importantly, what does it not mean? Yeah, absolutely. So on Friday, the grand jury in Harris County, Texas, heard evidence in nine of the criminal 
cases against Deshaun Watson. So 10 women had filed criminal complaints in Harris County, Texas, which is where Houston is. The grand jury heard evidence in nine of those complaints. Uh, that proceeding is behind closed doors. So we don't know how the prosecutor presented the information to the grand jury. We don't know how the grand jury responded. Uh, we don't even know what charges she, the prosecutor was asking the grand jury to, uh, to consider. Um, but as, after the proceedings ended, the prosecutor came out, gave a brief statement to the media that on all nine of the uh, potential charges, the grand jury returned uh, no bill, which means they declined to indict him on any of the nine potential criminal complaints. So that means he will not at this time face criminal charges in Harris County. And so I think What's interesting in this situation is that there was a lot of buildup for a grand jury hearing, and rightly so. It was important for both sides. I mean, Deshaun Watson wanted to move forward without criminal charges. He wanted to be able to be traded to another team. Uh, and for the women who came forward, uh, they wanted their accounts of sexual misconduct to be taken seriously. But oftentimes, a grand jury is just kind of like one step of the criminal justice process. But here, it obviously took on a great significance in terms of what was going to happen from this point forward. But to your question, a grand jury uh, decision doesn't mean guilt or innocence. It, they're basically deciding, is there probable cause to bring criminal charges? Uh, and in the cases they considered with the evidence presented to them by the prosecutor, they determined there was not probable cause. Right, because by that standard, they have to be able to convict them beyond a reasonable doubt, which what I don't know what that means, 90%, 99%, I don't know. Mm -hmm. And the net net they came away with is, we don't think we have a very good chance to convict him beyond a reasonable doubt, correct? Yeah, so the grand jury standard is, is there probable cause for criminal charges? But you're right, then the next step would be when that case, if if an indictment was made, when that case went to criminal court, then the question would be, could somebody be convicted beyond a reasonable doubt? So this was a, a lower threshold to clear. Um, and, you know, I think we talk a lot about how the criminal justice system is sometimes ill-equipped to handle cases of sexual violence. Um, a lot of times there isn't a lot of evidence, you know, it's accounts that you're hearing and there, there isn't photos or videos. It's, it's unusual for the, there to be that kind of evidence that may exist in other cases. Um, with that being said, you know, um, I think there are certainly opportunities for charges to be brought. It seemed like uh, when during the police investigation, they had been zeroing in on indecent assault, uh, which is a misdemeanor in Texas. It's a little bit lower of a standard to clear than sexual assault. So I imagine that some of the charges considered by the grand jury uh, were indecent assault. I guess I'm curious, and maybe this is an opinion, um, Jenny, more than a fact that I'm asking you, but your thoughts on Deshaun Watson's statement on his agent's reaction, um, I thought it was interesting, and it certainly reinforces the people that believe when they saw the news that that meant he's definitely innocent, he definitely did nothing wrong, their tweet and and Deshaun speaking publicly certainly reinforces that belief. Yeah, I mean, I'll say it was a, a very big day for Watson to not face criminal charges in Harris County 
was a big hurdle for him to clear. Um, and, you know, he basically uh, not only does he avoid criminal charges, but now he can move forward with being traded away from the Texans or it, is, it looks like he will be he will move forward. Teams can make their own decisions. And certainly uh, a grand jury not bringing criminal charges does not mean that an NFL team has to feel comfortable with bringing him in with this 22 civil cases still pending. And I think that is a conversation that, you know, what vetting our team's doing um, to consider all of those things. I think um, one thing to consider is just what facts are out there and what facts do we know? Um, and even if something doesn't meet the standard for criminal charges to be brought, there can still be facts that indicate some kind of misconduct has occurred. Um, and I say that because I've seen some of those facts. So Ashley Solis, who is the first woman to have filed a civil suit against Watson, uh, for instance, you know, there are text messages um, afterward in which he, uh, Watson appears to be apologizing to her for making her uncomfortable. Uh, a friend of hers, who's also a massage therapist, reached out to a veteran in the industry the very next day for help, saying my friend got solicited by a professional athlete and she doesn't know what to do. So I think sometimes we talk about evidence as like needing hard and fast things. I will say that an account of a person describing what happens is a form of evidence. But in some of these cases, there were those forms of evidence. Uh, in addition, um, search warrants issued by the police last fall, uh, the police described all 10 of the women who filed criminal complaints as both credible and reliable. So again, that's this is these aren't any of my opinions. These are just the facts that are out there. And so I do think it's important to remember that the police described all 10 of the women who filed criminal complaints as credible and reliable. What, what are the next civil steps? Mm -hmm. So right now, Watson will be deposed on Tuesday. He was deposed for the first time on Friday. It was kind of a, a you know, everything came to a head on Friday in Houston because the grand jury is meeting and less than a mile away, Watson sat for depositions in two of the 22 civil cases, but because there had not yet been a determination on the criminal charges in Harris County, he pled the fifth. Um, and that makes sense from a legal perspective. You know, if criminal charges are pending, um, you're not going to give a deposition in a civil case. His attorney, Rusty Hardin, did say after the grand jury returned its decision that he will now waive the Fifth Amendment. And so he is expected in the depositions on Tuesday and moving forward uh, to answer questions uh, from the plaintiff's attorneys. So there are 20 more civil suits that he will be deposed in. Now, he could settle the civil suits at any time. Uh, we, we know there were conversations about a settlement last spring before the trade deadline. So it's possible that could happen. I think it'll be interesting to see how the lack of criminal charges affects the civil cases. Uh, perhaps some people would be, some of the women who came forward would be disenchanted with the whole process and might want to pull out. At the same time, uh, perhaps somebody who filed both a civil case and had filed a criminal complaint um, would want to continue forward and say, listen, even though the criminal charges weren't considered, uh, I, I've, you know, I've come forward with this account and I want to see there be some resolution. I guess I don't understand. Why doesn't he keep pleading the fifth? Why is he going to talk mm -hmm. now? So I, I think that's a good question because, you know, anytime you give a deposition, right, there's a, a a risk, I suppose, of self-incrimination. That's why the Fifth Amendment exists. Um, but I think 
He believes because he did not face criminal charges in the 10 cases brought forward that he has cleared that hurdle. And he will, he most likely believes he will have a better chance of winning the civil cases if he gives his account of what happened. Uh, we haven't heard a full account from Watson to this point. Nobody has except his lawyers. Um, you know, he has denied any wrongdoing and his attorney, Rusty Harden, has said that any sex acts that occurred during massages were consensual. So they haven't denied that there were no sex acts that occurred during massages, but uh, Rusty Harden's team has said anything that did happen during a massage was consensual. So that appears to be the strategy they will take in the civil cases. Okay, so he's still, you know, being sued, these civil cases that can continue to play itself out or he can settle at any point in the meantime, it seems like, at least based on various reports, that all kinds of teams are interested now. Um, what, if any, reporting have you done there, Jenny? And why does it feel like uh, they were so much more concerned about the criminal charges as opposed to the civil suit? Yeah, and I think that's a really good question, too, because it does seem like now that he is not being charged criminally, that seemed to be a green light for teams to move forward with conversations. Uh, I know there have been several reports out there uh, today that the Saints and Panthers are, are two of the teams most interested. You know, the Bucks were thrown around, but obviously now Brady is coming back. Uh, so I think, you know, he has the no trade clause, so he has to meet with teams to decide where he wants to go. Um, what I would say, though, is just because there were not criminal charges brought, as we've discussed, uh, doesn't mean that there wasn't wrongdoing. Maybe it's wrongdoing that didn't rise to the standard of criminal charges, uh, at least in the eye, eyes of the, the grand jury that met on Friday. They did not think charges should be brought. But I think there is a lot of information. You know, you have accounts of 22 women who decided to come forward and share what they said were experiences of, of sexual misconduct, uh, raising from, or excuse me, ranging from him exposing himself to them to touching them with his genitals uh, to a few accounts of sexual assault. So you have people taking the step to come forward in some cases at a pretty great personal toll. Um, and so I think for any team considering Watson, they should really look at the information that is available and out there. We're going to hear a lot, I'm sure, Ross, in the ensuing days about teams vetting or doing background checks but i think the questions we should be asking are like what does that actually entail and uh how are you getting to the heart of what matters it's not enough to ask people you know in the locker room was he a good teammate things like that when teams take on a, a person with these serious allegations still pending they should try to learn more about is this a person you want to represent your team as a franchise quarterback and you know, different teams may come to different decisions. It seems as though some teams have already come to a decision that they're okay with that. Um, but I will say there is a lot of information out in the public record. Some of it I have personally, you know, seen corroborating information for saying that there was some form of misconduct in these appointments. And so um, I think it's incumbent upon any team who would be considering Watson to review and seek to get as much information as they can. And I do believe that that should include an effort to talk to some of the plaintiffs if they'd be willing to, maybe they're not willing to, and that's fine, or at least get information from their attorneys. Yeah. I mean, Jenny, I can already tell you exactly what they're going to say after whoever trades for him, they're going to say, 
you know, we put a lot of uh, time in, into this. We take it very seriously. Uh, you know, we've researched it thoroughly and we're comfortable with where that situation, like, I already know exactly what they're going to say. So do you. I mean, like, I already know what they're going to say, but that's fine. I mean, and, and that's that's their right. Um, Jenny, this was awesome. Really, really appreciate it. I can't highly encourage people to follow Jenny enough at Jenny Vrentis. Again, V-R-E-N-T-A-S. If you want to stay on board because it, it, the depositions, I'm guessing that's closed door too, right? That is closed door. Um, any party who's involved in the deposition can release it at some point. So it's possible that gets released um, or, you know, whatever the strategy both sides have, I, you know, it depends on how they'll approach it. But yes, that is also uh, just between uh, Watson, his attorneys and the plaintiffs and their attorneys. Thank you, Jenny. Thanks so much for having me on, Ross. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. She's awesome. She is on top of her stuff. Absolutely love getting the facts from her and knowing where everything stands. Because I think we're going to be talking about Deshaun Watson a lot over the next couple of weeks. Maybe even the next couple of days. Maybe he gets traded pretty soon. By the way, interesting timing here of this sponsor. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? Look, we all have things that at times can get us down or at times can prevent us from where we want to go. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You'll be matched with a therapist under 48 hours. It's pretty awesome. It's professional therapy done securely online. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states, which that's a pretty good sign, right? Visit betterhelp.com slash football. That's better H-E-L-P. I'm saying help, not health. And join the over 2 million people, 2 million, who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Special offer for Ross Tucker Football Podcast listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash football. Hi, Ross. Uh, anything else you want to add to Deshaun Watson not facing criminal charges? Not really. No, I think we kind of nailed it other than um, it doesn't mean he didn't do anything wrong. It doesn't mean he did. It just means there's not enough to have charges against him. And it seems like there are a bunch of teams interested and I, I feel like it feels like it'll happen sooner rather than later because people want to know. They need to know for free agency. You know, you need to know what your plans are. Heck, there's reports that the Browns are interested. I wouldn't be surprised if that's one of the reasons why they traded for Mari Cooper. Ducks takes. Before we get to Amari Cooper, you got to talk about Tom Brady returning to the Bucks. I'm not that surprised. Now, on the one hand, I thought that he had finally realized that there was more to lose by playing another year than there was to gain. 
meaning the time away from his family and or potential injury versus the money he gets isn't really that important. Winning another championship doesn't really change how people feel about him, et cetera. Um, I thought he had realized that. But then I also thought he wants to spend more time with his family. Well, after a couple months, he might realize, you know what? I want. I actually thought if he did come back, it would be like August 1st. You know, I thought he'd be with his family for four or five months and realize he wants to play again. This happened pretty soon. Ducks takes. All right, we were talking about the Browns and Amari Cooper, so the, he gets traded to the Browns for a fifth-round pick. Right. You know, the Cowboys, it's like they specialize in buying high and selling low. It's not where you want to be. Not what you want to be doing. But that's the Cowboys for you. Um, the fact that they have to get rid of him, and they signed Michael Gallup, by the way, to a new contract, which is great, but Gallup tore his ACL. He's coming off of me. Here's the bottom line. Cowboys need to do this because they're cap-strapped. Not cash-strapped, cap-strapped. But they're not a better team now. They're not, they're not a better team today than they were yesterday or whenever before they traded for Amari Cooper. You know, we're going to look back and say, that year should have been the year. Or before they paid Dak should have been the year. They've had a lot of years that should have been the year, but it's never the year. Takes. The Lions are set to release defensive end Trey Flowers and Bears released Eddie Goldman. You know, I did not um I did not mention the Brown side of this thing for Amari Cooper. I think either they want to make sure Baker Mayfield has a really solid number one receiver. Or they want to entice Deshaun Watson to come. Or maybe both. Maybe you get Amari Cooper to try to entice Deshaun Watson to come. And if he says no, then Baker Mayfield has number one. As for Trey Flowers, Eddie Goldman, there'll be more. There'll be more the next couple days. Some of these teams are really trying to get these guys to come back. They just want them to take pay cuts. Um, But if the guys refuse, then they might end up releasing them. Remember this, though. They never do this with the guys they really want to keep. They just keep them, and they figure out how to do the money. Ducks takes. Two big contracts to talk about. We'll start with Max Crosby. Gets an extension with the Raiders. Four years, almost $100 million, $98.8 million to be exact. 53 of it guaranteed. So happy for him. So happy for him. It was on the exact two-year anniversary of him uh, becoming sober. He had a alcohol issue, alcoholism. And uh, that's a great example <clears throat> to so many people out there because that's a, from what I've been told, that never leaves you. That's an everyday thing. And so hopefully he can be inspiring to a lot of other people that are in a similar situation. Because it's remarkable what he's been able to accomplish. Remarkable and awesome. Tremendous, tremendous player. One of the heartbeats of that team. An amazing draft pick in the fourth round. You know, whether you give the credit to Gruden or Mayock, that is one heck of a draft pick. 
to be able to get him. As for what's next for the Raiders, well, let me say this. Um, It's great, like I said, for Crosby, and he deserves it. There's another big contract, Zach Ertz, too, Bri. I just saw Zach Ertz got a nice three-year deal as well to stay in Arizona. So all these contracts right now are because free agency essentially starts tomorrow. I mean, free agency essentially started the combine. People have a really good idea of what's going to happen now. But then a little bit more than that, what's happened is, you know, these teams want to get these guys locked up before the legal tampering period starts tomorrow and they can agree to terms with another team. Takes. The other big contract to discuss is actually off the field. It's Joe Buck gets five years, uh, five year deal up to $75 million. He's moving from Fox to ESPN to reunite with Troy Aikman on Monday night football. It's unbelievable. I mean, that is a lot of coin, you know, I always have the same, the same thoughts on these huge broadcaster deals now. Number one. Where's mine? Well, yeah, 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 yeah. No, but in all sincerity, number one, I think it's great. Because if they're making that money, then the people below them should make more money. And then hopefully it trickles to me a little bit. Obviously, not to that level, but hopefully it's a rising tide, whatever. A rising tide does what, Brian? Lifts Lift, all boats? Lifts all boats, yep. Yeah. So hopefully that trickles down, a little trickle-down economics from Joe Buck and Troy Aikman and Romo to my bank account would be amazing. Um, I also, though, don't think people tune in for the announcers. So I think it's interesting. Like, I have no problem with Fox saying, yeah, we're not paying that much money. That we're not getting a. Ret- I saw where John Skipper, the former president of ESPN, said there's no evidence that the announcers make a difference from uh, a sales standpoint, from a ratings, from economics. However, it's my job. I do think it matters who the announcers are. I don't think it's the difference between people watching or not, but I do think it enhances the broadcast or it can make it worse. So I think it matters. So that's what I think. So if that if enhancing the broadcast is worth the money, then I think that's fantastic. Um, <clears throat> I think different networks might have different philosophies. It's really interesting. Also interesting, less than two months away from Mother's Day, myfrontpagestory.com. It's awesome. You know what else is awesome? Our patrons. Pizza Boy Brewing. I was there Saturday and I met, I think it's Jason DiNatale. Met a listener, Bri, at Pizza Boy. I met one of our uh, one of our listeners at Pizza Boy. It was awesome. Sportaculture, Human Head, and his wife, by the way, Stacy, lovely. Sportaculture, HumanHeadNYC.com. That reminds me, by the way, if you ever see me out, say hi. Like, if you ever see me personally, say, hey, Ross, I'm whatever. I'm a, I, I love the show. I'm a big listener. I love that. I know some people probably, oh, I don't want to bother him. No, no, no. I like meeting you. I like meeting people in general. And I really like meeting people that listen and like me. Who are, like, who is people like, oh, I don't want to meet these people that like me. No, no. I like people that like me. Tell me you like me, please. 
Feel free. It's awesome. SteakhouseSports.com. HumanHeadNYC.com. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mentioned DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. You got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, 109WITHIT. By the way, if what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, it doesn't always, sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit.